All right, I'd like to welcome everybody to the new year, the pre-New Year's Eve edition of the podcast. To make a long story short, my name is Dr. Chris Kowalski, your regular host for this wonderful podcast. We got a lot of firsts going on this time. We it's our first time on location. We are in the heights, the Windsor Heights of Iowa, down in the Des Moines area. We are also speaking with our fifth guest. His name is Eric Nelson. He's the director of digital marketing at Flynn Wright. He's also an adjunct instructor in the strategic communication program at the University of Iowa. Eric's Eric and I will talk about and I know everybody's going to be excited about this, all things Simpsons. Yes, we are going to delve deep, dig up nuggets of Simpsons wisdom. Prior to that, though, i got to introduce our sponsor, Hanson's Dairy in Cedar Falls. They uh, carry dairy, meat, beef, cheese. Uh, Eric Cornish is the the man, the myth, the legend who handles Hanson's distribution in Cedar Falls. They have the best monster cookies that I have ever tasted in my life. I believe the best way to describe Eric and the monster cookies is Eric Cornish is the Walter White of monster cookies in Cedar Falls. He, I believe, walks around in a black hat. He is bald. He has a goatee. He is the Heisenberg of monster cookies. So, with that being said, Eric Nelson, welcome to the show. Finally, brother. I'm excited for this. I still, I said to this to you earlier, I feel like the least qualified guest of, to make a long story short, ever. First of all, you've had multiple doctors on this show, <laughs> and I, I am a lowly master's degree uh, holder, so. Do not, do not <laughs> insult yourself like that. There'll be plenty of time for me to insult you. Thank so. You. You you are highly qualified. In fact, listening folks, listening in, uh, audience, Eric is the individual who helped guide me. He is the he. I'm going to go out on a limb and describe him as the Stephen Hawking of garage podcasts. He helped guide me in building, constructing, doing what I need to do. So the reason why it uh, sounds. Sixty percent correct is because of Eric Nelson, ladies and gentlemen. And, that is and, right. And the reason why I'll be talking monotone is because I'm the Stephen Hawking of Garage Podcast. <laughs> We're probably going to get yelled at in some way by the American Disabilities Act people, but that's <laughs> Most okay. Likely. Everybody comes at us. All this right. is the risk you take by bringing on somebody from Fort Dodge, Iowa. Yet another oh. reason why I feel like I should tread lightly. No, no, okay. no. We welcome all Iowans, even the ones from the penitentiary. We're okay with that. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about yourself before we de- get into the Gestalt memory quiz, before we get into all things Simpsons. Give us a little backstory on the Nelson experience. Sure. Uh, let me bounce around a little bit yeah. because some people uh, know you and the fact that you know my wife, Carly, uh-huh. through Camp Adventure. Camp Adventure Child so News Services. Very nice. That's how we got to be friends. <laughs> Our mutual friend is my wife. That, so that's, that, nice. and that's Yes, yes. Uh, so again, I'm from Fort Dodge. Uh, don't judge me too harshly. Grew up there, put in my 24 years, uh, including including eight years working at the record store. So that was fun. Big music fan. Were you the John Cusack and High Fidelity of Fort Dodge? I've been told that I'm like a hybrid of John Cusack and Jack Black, and I'm not sure how to take that. Other than uh, just being a music snob, I guess. Well, are they saying that you look like John Cusack or look like Jack Black? I I would be. I don't know if I should be offended at either. Or. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, we'll let the we'll let the public. You know, thankfully it's a podcast. But anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> so anyway, I uh, got my bachelor's at Buena Vista University. Oh, which if the you, 
the beavers, the beavers. which is something an uncle would say. I just uh, had a conversation yeah. not too long ago with that's a very uncle word nowadays. People don't say Beaver. that. Very, yeah. Well, that's true. The way that it's, uh, I won't even go into no. that, but please continue. No. Uh, let's see. After that, I actually lived in Cedar Falls for a while. Oh, what'd you do? I worked at the Waterloo Cedar Falls Courier as a copy editor, and one of my coworkers was Jordan Hansen, who uh, is a member of the Hansen family, ah. one of the great sponsors of this show. Yes. So that was yes. cool. I put in my time in Cedar Falls, had a great time there. Uh, Carly at the time was in school there, never met her, didn't right. know her, never crossed paths. She attended the, the University of Northern Iowa. Also known as the, the Panthers. Panthers, very yeah, nice. Go Panthers. Well done. A lot of Panthers in Cedar Falls. As well there should be. Just like a lot of beavers in Buena Vista. <laughs> you know, if you went to Buena Vista, you have the right to call it Buena Vista. <laughs> now, where's Buena Vista located for uh, non-Iowans who listen to the podcast? Sure. Storm Lake, Iowa, which oh. is in northwest Iowa. Oh. It's spitting distance from Okaboji, Spirit Lake. Rough Fort country. It, yeah. Is it like the it. Wild West or would it be like the, the Wild East? It's like the Tame West. The Tame West. So <laughs> it just gets really cold. Oh, do they even shut down the, the U.S. interstate going through that oh, area absolutely. sometimes? Oh. It's, uh, it's, you know, the, the university is an island unto itself in a lot of ways. The, uh-huh. the university didn't, at least while I was there, interact much with the town. Mm. The town didn't interact much Animosity. with the Animosity? I don't know if it's just like... Dislike? I don't know if is it's... Is there a bad that. poker game? I think there might... Yeah, you get shot for that sort of thing in the, the Tame VFW, West. The VFW, you know, <laughs> didn't run the bingo right or something. There were some students who would hang out at the VFW. Well, that's not a surprise because they have a really good bar sometimes on Thursday nights. From what I hear, all VFWs do, as well as FOEs. Mm-hmm. As well as all other old military buildings like the Moose Lodge that have acronyms. But anyway, go ahead. (laughs) So after that, I got my master's at Iowa. Mm -hmm. So I was down on the uh, University of Iowa campus for two and a half years. And then a chance meeting uh, with my wife, my future wife, at a Super Bowl party. Other mutual friends of ours put us together. And now here we are in the Heights, as you call it. The Heights. Who won the Super Bowl at the party you were at? That was the year that the Saints beat the Colts. That would have been 2010. Oh. And the thing is, the Colts are my team. So I grew up in, obviously, in central Iowa. So sure. it was always Bears, Vikings, yep. Packers, Chiefs. I couldn't right. get behind any of those teams. So I said, what else is kind of in the Midwest? And, sure. and Indianapolis, I guess, is fits the bill. And the Colts, I said, okay, cool. The Colts are my team. Right. So I'm cheering on the Colts during that Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Carly does not have a dog in this fight at all. Does she know what a football is? I don't think so. Okay. Um, she was a cheerleader leader and she knows she knows what a face mask is okay she knows that call like the 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 jason from the friday 13 (laughs) face mask or like hockey mask the one that you can stick your fingers in to tackle somebody and i think that's the only foul in the game that she knows right so anyway uh she was cheering on the new orleans saints because if you remember five years earlier was hurricane katrina yeah so she thought it made for a better story if the saints won right right of course i wanted my team to win right uh she won the band don't care about all the displaced saints fans or new orleans how do you say that word nolens i have no idea residents of new orleans (laughs) it's like uh what was the town in i'll have to think about this later there was a town in uh, tennessee that 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 used the same type of uh Mm. Oh, was it Lynchburg it where the mm. Jack Daniels? Mm. Mm. No, but that's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I did learn something while I was down there, by the way. Fire away. The, the police that would fly over in a helicopter or even like a propeller type jet or something right. like that, they would find these illegal stills uh-huh. because the steam and the smoke and the chemicals and everything that came out of the stills mm-hmm. would create this black moss on the trees around it. Really? So if these cops were flying overhead in whatever, you know, like ramshackle sure. flight instrument they had, if they saw that, they 
they knew where to find the illegal stills out in the uh, foothills of Tennessee. So because the people in Tennessee did that, did anybody figure out the Moss thing? Or is it because the intellectual capabilities of moonshiners are so low, they just kept thinking that it was a good thing. I think what happened was, I think this is how Smokey and the Bandit was made. They realized... Smokey and the Bandit. They realized that they were, that they would possibly get caught because of this and they would move rapidly. Sure. Did they move in a Camaro or a semi or a Jeep? (laughs) Jerry Reed actually threw them in the back of the trailer. Sally Field wore her nun (laughs) outfit while moving the still from, from Bayou to Bayou. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So you're at the University of Iowa, you get your master's. Mm -hmm. You meet your wife. Mm -hmm. How did you come to be an adjunct instructor at the University of Iowa? When I was a master's student at Iowa, Mm -hmm. I made good friends with one of the professors there. And I don't remember if I've talked to you about him or not. Don McLeese is his name. Don McLean. Bye bye, (laughs) Miss American Pie. (laughs) He probably gets that a lot. Yeah. He was your interesting. No, different guy. Don Don McLeese. uh, Not to be confused either with John Cleese from Monty Python. Uh, (laughs) As well as the latest. the first few James Bond movies. Oh, that's true. He yep. was Q or M or uh, Z he was a letter, yeah. or F or Pi or something. Go ahead. <laughs> so Don McLeese is this like he he's been a music critic for forty years. Mm. He's been published in everything that you can possibly be published in. Harper's, I think so. Possible. Oh, wow. I don't know. Uh, Better Homes and Gardens. His wife worked for Meredith, so I oh, think yeah. I think literally when he's not writing about music, he mm-hmm. writes about every single other thing so that he can be published in every wow. single other publication. He's a Renaissance publisher. He's amazing. Oh my gosh. So. He was one of my professors, Mm -hmm. and I was a teaching assistant for him. Mm. And when he started directing the strategic communication program Mm -hmm. in downtown Des Moines for the University of Iowa, and they became accredited as a master's program, he got a hold of me and said, hey, I know you know how to teach. I need more faculty. Do you want to teach? Good for you. I totally circumvented and bypassed every process that every other adjunct has to go it's through. Completely to get legal. Thing. Yeah. So Here comes HR down the block right Probably, now. yeah. Looking out Great. the window, I see the EEOC person banging on the door. You get a couple of these IPAs in me, and I'll tell oh, you all sorts of secrets. That's true. And, and by the way, this is also a first for our podcast public. This is the first podcast we've done while enjoying beers this is how we are spending our pre-New Year's Eve, as well as our New Year's Eve. Uh, Eric and I are both old men <laughs> in our between the ages of 30 and 60. <laughs> and we've realized that, you know, the young whippersnappers, they can go out, party all they want, you know, drink, bark at the moon, call police women, whatever they do. <laughs> we just got done playing with the kids. They're in bed. Mm-hmm. We're going to do the podcast. Probably in bed by uh, 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So that's that's our pre-New Year's and New Year's. So we've lumped it into one night. I don't have it in me anymore. And I've tried. I don't think I ever had it in me. I think <laughs> it kind of went by me or around me. It landed within some of my friends and I just kind of fed off of them. Sure. It was sort of like a, a meteorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the yeah. particles. Yeah. I just I can't do it. I'm a two-beer oh. guy anymore. Well, I'm more of a seven-beer guy. But, but I mean, two sounds good. Seven... If I even get past three, uh, my wife, God bless her, uh, my wife. <laughs> I, believes, I second that. I know, God my bless gosh, her. Our <laughs> wives, who they handle us. Um, my wife believes things are done in stages. Uh-huh. So she says that when people have too much to drink, that they reach stage five, which is where they have an out of body experience. <laughs> she likes it. If I have beers, she likes me to stay around stage one or stage two. I know Carly likes you to stay around stage one or stage mm-hmm. two. Sometimes we'd like to be at stage two, yes. three, 
7.8, you know, but it's, we're getting into Dewey Decimal territory yeah. here. What you shelf know, are we on? One four a squared b squared equals too many beers squared. I fell asleep in the card catalog. I'm sorry that I passed out in the periodicals. So anyway, <laughs> all right. So uh, moving along, as always with every podcast episode, we have the Kowalski Gestalt <laughs> Memory Quiz. It's a series of questions aimed at testing your intellectual prowess as well as your ability to be on the spot with good answers. Most of the people fail this quiz. <laughs> it's not graded. I, I was just going to say I didn't realize there was a point system there is, or value It's a system. Scantron, actually. It's a Scantron, and it's a multiple-choice Scantron. I need a number two Ticonderoga pencil quick. I have Ticonderoga <laughs> pencil. I have a black pen that only works if you're voting. So <laughs> I, apparently you're going to have to use blood. All okay. right, so first question. Favorite book? Favorite book. Favorite so, book. When I was growing up, yes. I, I read a lot in more. In Fort Dodge. In Fort Dodge. In Fort Dodge. Dodgers, so, Fort Dodge, Dodgers. There you go. L- literacy is big. Literacy with two Ts. <laughs> Which, by the way, a, as a side note, a client that I work for brought in products from a third-party vendor to oh, display in their nice. store. Yes. And I was looking closely at their packaging because I thought I saw a typo. Mm. In fact... Where it said batteries not included, it said batteries because they spelled oh. it with one T and two R's. Oh, that's that's Cajun, I think, or something. Batteri, bring your batteries. Bring your batteries. So, and yes. don't forget you, you, all your other good stuff. Yeah, literacy is huge. So. Literacy. Is that, a, is that a curse word? Anyway. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. You're fine. So I read a lot more for pleasure when I was a kid. For pleasure or for work. You're right, yeah. <laughs> Hardly working. Um, <laughs> I read the book A Wrinkle in Time. Like oh. once a year, every year. Is that a Chronicles of Narnia book? It was. It's similar to one. So okay. it's the story of this girl with a couple of brothers, and they end up traveling to this alternate dimension oh, because wow. there's a tear in the space-time continuum, oh which gosh. is pretty heavy stuff for an eight-year-old. Yeah, especially when there's tearing involved. <laughs> These are things you shouldn't experience until yes. you're yes. more mature. No tearing. Uh, I bought that book a few years ago just to have it on hand, and I reread it, and I thought it was great. Sure. Um, I'm sure there's a more adult book. I did, uh, when we were on vacation not too long ago, I have this weird thing about wanting to go to bookstores when I'm mm. on vacation. Okay. There's no justification for it. There's a so bookstore like down on the, the road. beach, you want to go to a bookstore? That's what we did. We were in Seaside, oh, Florida, yes, and it's a, an awful it's want, a waste of time, no sunlight Seriously. in a bookstore. Why don't you eat dinner at 3.30 and go to bed by 4, you 85-year-old <laughs> man? Early bird special. Yeah. <laughs> old Cracker Barrel. <laughs> I found a book called Jackson Land. And it was written by a guy named Steve Inskeep, and Steve Inskeep is a an anchor on NPR. Okay. And Jackson Land is about how crooked Andrew Jackson was as he was making his bid for the presidency, and all of the rotten things he did oh to God. the Native Americans, and yeah. all of the ways that he worked the system and wow. put his buddies into place sure. to, you know, like... They would assess land and then buy the land based on their undervalued assessment. Sure, sure. And that land belonged to the Native Americans, so they'd push them farther west. Oh, wow. And then all the things that he did in politics. Did you know – I just read this the other day with the election having gone down a few weeks ago. Sure. So not to get political. I'm not coming from a political stance on this. Didn't think that. But there have been five political candidates who have won the popular vote and were not given the presidency because sure. of the Electoral College or other reasons. Right. Um, Hillary Clinton actually won the popular vote by like 2.1% uh-huh. or something like that. The closest margin was Al Gore in 2000. He won the popular vote by like two-tenths of a percent, oh, something wow. like that. In 18, whatever it would have been, like 24, I don't remember the exact date, uh-huh. Andrew Jackson won the popular vote by more than 10%. 
Uh-huh. And they said, whoever they is, I don't know, it right. wasn't an electoral the, college at the, the time. Mythical they. They said, we don't want you to be president. And they gave the presidency to John Quincy Adams. Really? Yeah. So I, the, the, wow. the weird thing is this guy was a horrible person by all sure. accounts. And he was sickly his whole life because he got shot in a duel and oh, carried wow. the bullet in his body oh, for 60 Great years. souvenir. Great souvenir. <laughs> Not something you can buy in Seaside, Florida. Right. Instead of a snow globe, I kept the bullet. <laughs> the Nevar break snow globe. I know. Seriously. And wow. He, and he won the popular vote by that margin and they were still like, no, you're not wow. our president. Well, how did they get away with doing that? Is it just because the laws were different or the Wild uh, West was the Wild West It must back have then? been. I don't know. I need to read wow. a little bit more on that. But Anyway, so this book called Jackson, Jackson Land. Land. I liked it so much. I bought I bought a copy for my dad for Christmas this uh-huh. year. So I'd highly recommend it. Wow, cool, cool, interesting. I'll have to check it. That's the first actually, the first intellectual book that's ever been <laughs> mentioned on here. Normally, I think last time or the time before, we had someone talk about the Walking Dead comic book series. Oh yeah, the graphic novels. Probably. Oh yes, the graphic novels. They're a hit for a reason, man. They are. You know, thank goodness, idiocracy is creeping into America. Anyway, <laughs> not my words. I know that was Brian Pauly's. Um, episode three, ignorant. Um, your favorite semi-pro sports team? Oh yeah, um, easily the Iowa Cubs. Uh, ah yes. yes, they are based out of out of Des Moines, Des Moines, Iowa. Have you been to a game? Many times. Really, I love going Who, to see what's, the Iowa Cubs. So, so where do they play in Des Moines? They play it in Principal Park, and Principal Park is along MLK and like Second Avenue. So it's not it's it's on the south side in that it's south of Martin Luther South King. side. So yeah, exactly. Okay, um, it's really close to. El Bait Shop. Um, oh. I, I can't remember if we've been there or High Life Lounge. We have been to both. Okay, in yeah, fact, yeah, you yeah, took me right. to El Bait Shop, and I actually thought you were taking me to a fishing bait <laughs> shop. I was like, why are we going to a bait shop yeah. at 10 p.m. on a yeah. Saturday night? But okay. it's a it's a place where you can buy over 200 different it's types of beer. Two, yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. And then the Miller Outhouse, or what did you call it? The, <laughs> the High Life Lounge. The High Life Lounge. Yeah. That was a dump, but the, that's only, okay. the only place with carpet thicker than this basement carpet of mine right I now. I know, seriously. Uh, listening public, we are broadcasting from the Nelson basement here in the Heights. It, it resembles Graceland in its tackiness. It does. Not to be confused with Jackson Land, which is a great book. Um, I actually have, we have a, my wife and I have a year old son, and he is lost in the shag carpet somewhere. <laughs> we will find him. We threw some goldfish down that way. They seem to be uh, disappearing, so hopefully he's eating something. I, I don't know what he's doing. So the Iowa Cups, are they good? They're good most of the time, yeah. I mean, they're they're at least Midland. Fair to Midland, okay. as, the, okay. as you'd fair say, to Midland. in the Tame fair West. To yeah. Now, they are the uh, minor league uh, affiliate of the world champion yes. Chicago Cubs. <laughs> Chicago Cubs. Did I say something? I'm sorry. Yeah. Chicago Cubs. So were you are you a Cubs fan, generally speaking? Not really. Yeah. No, I I'd say I probably grew up more of a Chicago White Sox fan, oh, which I oh probably gosh. will get me. I should beat punch you up. in the face. Yeah, I, know, I mean I if you that. I know you're an avid listener of the podcast, but as you know, one of my teams is the Houston Astros. Yes. Yes. And your Degum White Sox beat my Astros a while back. I oh, think no. it's been ten years now, two thousand six. Mm-hmm. So maybe the podcast will end soon. Oh, um, crap. 
So Iowa Cubs. Any other? So you're, are you a baseball guy? Did you play baseball growing up? I didn't play any okay. sports. I was I was an inside kid. You're an inside as kid. As they said in the movie Wet Hot American Summer, oh, starring Paul Rudd, Jimmy Garofalo, and others, they were referred to as the inside kids. Yes. And I was that kid. I was the kid who stayed inside and watched professional wrestling and did oh. not play sports. Oh my gosh! Here we go. <laughs> I told you I'm Into the, the least segue. least qualified guest on no, the show. No, no, you were way more qualified than any of the other goobers I've had on here. <laughs> So you watch the wrestling. Oh, okay, boy. Let's get into this. Are you sure you don't want to divert from the Cubs talk? Yeah. We can talk about pro wrestling if nah, you want. Well, I'll give you two minutes tops we, we on are, the wrestling. It's funny okay. because we have friends who are school teachers, well, other than Crystal. Yeah, yeah. We have friends who are school teachers that say on Tuesday mornings, they say, I give my kids five minutes to talk about pro wrestling to get it out of their system because it's on Monday nights, right? Yeah, yeah. So, of course, the responsible parents are letting their children stay up late well, and yeah, watch you pro wrestling. choices. You know, you want your kid to make choices. Sure. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a shotgun secondary questions okay. about pro wrestling. You have to – you get five seconds to try and answer every question. Here sure. we go. Favorite pro wrestler. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Don't go. Oh, yeah. No, no, that's... That's Macho Man. That's Close Macho enough. Man, Randy Savage. My bad. Who carried the two-by-four? Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Dang it. Uh, who wore the mask? Which one? Exactly. <laughs> who jumped off the top rope? Uh, well, Randy Savage was one of many. Okay. Who was the original top rope jumper? Uh, probably Ricky Starr in the 50s. Ricky Starr. What was uh, Ricky the Dragon's last name? Steamboat. Jimmy Superfly? Snooker. Junkyard? Doc. Hulk. Doc was literally his last name. It said on his not even he his birth certificate. He had it on his papers, his AKC papers. It said junkyard. D A W G or D O G G or D O G. So he was not related to Snoop Dogg. This was before hip hop. Yes. Oh, okay. Favorite bleach blonde wrestler, Rick Flair. You're staring. at my eight by ten public. Eric has a eight by ten picture of him and. The ravishing, the lovely, the beautiful Ric Flair. Is he still alive? He's alive and well, and he's Good. got an ESPN 30 for 30 coming soon. And that picture was taken at an Iowa Energy basketball oh game because gosh. it was pro wrestling night at the, at Iowa, the Iowa Energy. Energy. Iowa Energy is a D- developmental league basketball team. Yes. They are a farm team for, I want to say, the Memphis Grizzlies, but I could be wrong about that. I'm not sure. But I do know that you, the University of Northern Iowa has a graduate playing for them, Wes Washburn, who oh, yeah. is an incredible play- basketball player awesome. okay back to the back to the wrestling questions you still got some time okay uh favorite villain oh man uh i would say there's a guy named mr perfect for a long time and oh, one yeah. of the reasons he was my favorite villain is because he would spit his gum out and as it was in midair he'd swat it into the crowd oh it was very demeaning but i thought that was kind of cool <laughs> yeah very sexist he probably yeah. always hit it at the women um <laughs> okay uh let's see we'll do names again um <laughs> Ravishing Rick. Rude. Very nice. Uh, ooh, the ultimate. Warrior. Very nice. God rest his soul. Let me give you another one here. Um, Donald. Uh, Trump. Very nice. Is he a wrestler? He's in the WWE Hall of Fame. He wrestled. How is he he's in the WWE Hall of Fame? He hosts. Okay, so in 1988 oh, and 89. This is hilarious. You just opened the floodgates. I did. In and I'm going to close them after this, but go ahead. In 89, WrestleManias 4 and 5 were held at trump plaza in atlantic city get out of town so they held the first one in 85 in madison square garden msg baby the arena of arenas yeah wrestlemania 2 they held in three different buildings on closed circuit tv they had to because of the attraction exactly of goobers in the audience that's well there's a sucker born every minute that's right the hillbillies can't bring their stills in unless they get five (laughs) seats in a row i'm sorry all the black moss around msg 
WrestleMania three was held at the Pontiac Silverdome, ninety three thousand people. Ninety three thousand yeah. people to see, to Hulk, see to see fake Hulk, wrestling to see Hulk Hogan pick up and body slam on oh, yeah. the giant. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. For oh, oh, so what's the natural progression? Go to one of Donald Trump's like empty warehouses sure, and sure. old pro wrestling or two, the Superdome. I two, would have thought or that too. Two yeah. years in a row. Wow. He and Vince McMahon are like best friends, so You're that's why kidding. he's in the company. I heard Eric, and correct me if I'm wrong. I heard that Donald Trump's appointment as the Secretary of Agriculture is Vince McMahon. Is that correct? Am I right? Your laughing either affirms or denies. Here's the McMahon connection, though. He he appointed as the head of the Small Business Administration. Uh Uh-huh. Vince's wife, Linda McMahon. Are you being serious? I'm being very serious. And his rationale is that the McMahon family grew this family-owned small business into this global empire. That's his rationale for hiring Linda McMahon professional wrestling magnate and matriarch as the head of the small business association in the great U.S. of A. As Dave Chappelle said on Saturday Night Live, <laughs> I'm going to give him a chance. I'm going to give him a chance, but he better give us a chance. Yep. That's all I can say. <laughs> That's right. I am a little scared. I I probably pee-peed in my pants a little bit after hearing the appointment of the small business thing. <laughs> not going to lie. But uh, next time I'll have depends. Um, <laughs> moving along, if you were a house, which one would you be and why? This is cheating because I've thought about I've thought about this answer That's okay. for weeks That's okay. now. That's since you, okay. Since you asked the first person. That's okay. There is a neighborhood in Des Moines called Beaverdale. What's with the, I don't know where it keeps Buena going to Beavers. Okay. Beaverdale. It is just, there a beaver dam that you would live in? Is that your house that you're going towards? <laughs> it just dawned on me that this came up twice. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. Um, so, a lot of discussion about beavers. Yeah. The style. <laughs> We're going to talk about porkies later. Oh, my God. <laughs> and po- possibly oh, Revenge, Revenge of the Nerds. Of the nerds. Yeah. I knew you were going there. <laughs> I just did a camera. Yeah. Anyway. There was there is a style of house in Beaverdale called a Beaverdale brick. Okay. And it's supposed to be... Uh, the, here's why I feel like the I'm a Beaver are made by beavers. Probably, okay. yeah. These houses are built in like the 20s, 30s oh, and everything. Okay. They're being upgraded right now, all these sure. new families moving By in. Anthony Smothers from the first episode right. who did the bungalow? Exactly. Sorry, it's kind of like a bungalow. These Beaverdale <laughs> bricks are are old old and charming but need a lot of work. And that's sure. why I feel like I'm a Beaverdale brick. You represent the... You're, it's a metaphor for you. You're old and charming but you need a lot of work. Exactly. You're not old. That's, that's more of a metaphor for me. It would be more like... Old and decrepit and can't just – there's not any work that can be done to help them. That's actually the type of house I would live in. So so are the Beaverdale bricks, are they like single-story, two-story? I would say they're normally single-story. The ones yeah. that I've seen when we were house hunting, sure. most of them are single-story. Sure. But the attic loft has been converted oh, sort okay. of thing. So, so like bedroom. Big master bedroom. Gotcha. Uh, dungeon of a basement. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> On their, you know, they're small houses. They're, you know. The the nooks and crannies and twists and turns that you need sure. to take to sit down for breakfast are sure. almost not to me not worth it. Right, I right. Say. I got no sense to my brethren and sister who live there, but hey, um, you don't know them, so no big deal. <laughs> right. Wow. So that's interesting. That and that's in the Des Moines area. That's in the Des Moines area okay. around the forties and fifties, kind of uh-huh. around the universe, University and Hickman and Douglas going north south, and then the forties and fifties going east uh-huh. west. Yep, kind of smack in the middle of Des Moines. Uh, you know, for those people that, who attended Drake, who have been on the podcast before, <clears throat> Anthony Smothers, <laughs> you might know the area. You probably have done work there. You probably have destroyed one of them that you lived in while working on. Them. All right. So, favorite 
High school moment. Uh, I thought yeah, about Fort Dodge High School and Fort Dodge Senior High. It's now Fort Dodge High School. The Dodgers. The Dodgers. The yes. Dodgers. Very nice. Oh man, I thought about this one too, uh-huh. and I wasn't much of a high school kid. Like I was. Did friends you attend with it? it? Yeah, I did. Okay, I was friends with everybody. GED guy. But when I no, but when no, I got my, I got my diploma. But when I think about school, uh-huh. from kindergarten until eighth grade, I was very engaged in school. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. then something happened in ninth grade where I'm like, I'd rather hang out with people and be social. Sure. Sure. And it's not like I let my grades tank. I mean, I went uh-huh. from like A's when it was easy to get A's to like B plus ish average. That's tanking. That's <laughs> so, so bad. But I just didn't, I don't know, like favorite high school moment is probably stuff that happened outside of school, like just hanging Share out with my buddies. Us. Share oh, something. Well, here's the one that I thought of. It's weird. Okay. And I don't know it's if my weird never occurs on this show. <laughs> no. I don't know if my voice hadn't fully changed yet. I, it had <laughs> oh for the most part, but my singing voice, I still had a good like falsetto. Okay. I could always do a really good Michael Jackson. Oh, my. And I can't do it now, so I'm not going to try. So kind of like how Elton John, when he had surgery, he lost his ability to do Benny and the Jets. Yeah, basically. Oh, as a side note, did you ever hear that uh, Freddie Mercury, People, you know how he had his his upper front teeth were all like jutted out and everything. He had that big like Habsburg lip thing kind of going on. (laughs) Somebody asked him after he made all this money, they said, why don't you get your teeth fixed? Which I'm sure, I mean, that's horribly offensive. Why would you ask somebody that? He said, I'm afraid if I get my teeth fixed, I won't be able to sing like I sing now. Oh, wow. So it makes sense. You know why. And he's British, right? Yeah. You know why. I think he's actually like, I think he's like Persian or something like that. Persian? Yeah. Like the rug? Like, <laughs> no, he's Oriental like the food. Oh, know? my God. <laughs> no, Can Persian like. Can hate that? Persian like, I want to say he's Iranian or something. Oh. Or some sort of Middle Eastern descent, but obviously Mercury Queens. sounds Iranian. <laughs> Now that I think about it, <laughs> well, that actually it's a sounds, very Iranian yeah, version. Yeah, plutonium sounds Libyan. Oh, yeah, okay. I got no. it. Oh, that's why the Libyans had the plutonium because <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Emmett Brown gave it to them because it's actually their resource that right. we took from them. Right, makes total sense right. now. I, you know, You're just I, too darn loud. <laughs> I thought he was British. And, you know, I was going to say the reason why the Brits have that issue is because of all the inbreeding on the island. But anyway, that's a different story altogether. So so this okay, brings well, us to – I didn't. Okay, I don't know if I finished my – I don't think you did. Something else. I was going to get us back to it. You should. Thank you. I need that. The Damn Michael Jackson thing. Yeah. You. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> I went to um, – it was either senior prom or senior dinner dance or one of those things. And we had a DJ. As a Dodger. As a Dodger. Okay. We had a DJ. Was it Rick D's? <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, exactly. It was Kids Alan. Kids. Alan Freed. Oh. <laughs> As Chris is rubbing, Master J. Chris is rubbing his face oh in disgust my gosh. at my Alan Freed. Oh, reference. that's awful. Um, Leonard Cohen bringing light to you. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, 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 it must have been senior prom because I showed up. My date and I had gone to dinner, and we just showed up late. Where'd you go to dinner? We went. To, well, it's Fort Dodge. We went to Applebee's. Oh, yes. The choices in Fort Dodge are limited, or yes. were at the time. This is yes. 1999. This is a town that still could, are, by the way. Well, yeah. This is a town that could not sustain uh, an Arby's for more than a year. That is sad. It took. It took getting a combination. Maybe they need to get Vince McMahon's wife <laughs> in to help with the small business. We need that. Yeah. It took getting a combination KFC Taco oh, Bell to yeah. get a Taco Bell I've in seen the town. Those yes. That, KF Taco. Right, exactly. The yeah. Taco C. The, the, yeah, what do they call them? The, the, there's a Pizza Hut, too, that's combined with them. Uh, it, so Pizza Hut, Taco Bell, and KFC are all combined? Yeah, in some places, yeah. It's just, uh, I mean, we just as Jim Gaffigan would say, just dump it all in the toilet. Seriously, it's, <laughs> it's an amalgam of crap, it sounds like. <laughs> so we show up a- after the dance has started, and as I walk in the door... 
two of my friends grab me one under each arm and drag me over to the DJ booth. And the mm. DJ says, hey, I heard this guy does a really good Michael Jackson impression. Throws the microphone in my face, and the entire student body who's at this dance just turns and looks at me. It's like a movie. Oh my gosh. I'm like, well, I'm on. So I just started singing Billie Jean in front of the whole school, You're and everyone's kidding. clapping along, screaming, singing everything. So at the time, when I could do a so Michael Jackson. Screaming and clapping in support. In support, yeah. It's not okay. pitchforks and torches in the world. Right, yeah, exactly. Wow. Of all the weird things, like I said, I obviously have much fonder memories of just hanging out with people outside of school. But sure. Of all the things, like I did this Michael Jackson impression in front of the school, and I'm like, that is awesome. So did you want to be Michael Jackson? Not particularly. You didn't like his hair? Yeah, well, actually, I had long, stringy hair like he did, too, for a long time. Growing up in Fort Dodge, you're a fan of Metallica, Poison, Rat, those sorts of bands. Neil Diamond. Right, Cinderella. Motley Crue. Yeah, exactly. And so you grow the long hair. Oh, yeah. So I had a mullet for a long time. Oh, my gosh. And then I grew the top part of it out and wore it in a ponytail. Business in the front, party in the back. Uh, it was a party everywhere. And a party all over the head. And then a friend of mine at the record store convinced me that it... High fidelity. To, to, yeah. To paraphrase what he said, it wasn't working out for me. You should go cut your hair. Oh. <laughs> so what was the name of the record store in uh, when, Dutch? When I started working there, it was Musicland. Uh-huh. Well, at the time, the same company owned Musicland, Sam Goody, Suncoast, all those other record sure, stores. Sure, sure. They consolidated and changed all the names to Sam Goody. So for a couple of years, it was Sam Goody. Okay. Our mall underwent new ownership. Always in the mall. Exactly, yeah. It was either in 99 or 2000. um, The new owners said, well, we don't want them. We don't want their lease anymore. We don't want them in that. We don't want you people here. Basically, yeah. Very discriminatory. Oh, very much so. Eric, that is awful. (laughs) Again, not my words. March on Fort Dodge, right? (laughs) So they moved in the FYE chain, which FYE stands for For Your Entertainment. Oh. Oh, Some second-level thinking, right? I mean, it's... Um, Yeah, yeah, exactly. So our manager actually got hired by FYE. Away oh, from Sam Goody, so she took on. Ship. So she took on that role and then hired some of us. Oh, and yeah. oh so you jump ship also? I did. Why? Well, there was no other ship, you know. There Benedict not, Nelson. <laughs> I only had the one ship to jump onto. Yeah, that's so, true. The know, other ship was sinking. Exactly. Or, actually, that other ship had sailed. It had pretty much fallen apart. Yeah. yeah. So it just kind of the ship fell apart. And you jumped. Okay. okay yep. Yes, Even yes. a rat knows when the ship is about to sink. That's true. Which brings us now. You mentioned the Michael Jackson voice. <laughs> now, normally, I'd have an '80s song lyric for you to try and guess but you're I'm you're, just, you're just like dirty blank diana i know <laughs> dirty deeds uh, seriously no. <laughs> so now i listening public the great thing about mr nelson here is he is our first full-time professional musician that we have on our show so tell us a little bit about the band thank you where you've played all right your hits i know that you wrote songs for david bowie <laughs> really nelson yeah but i wrote those songs for david bowie like three weeks ago oh so that's true I, oh yeah about him yeah i was a little off the yeah, i was a little off the uh, off the rails whoops, when you were writing yeah, on a crazy train <laughs> uh, it's a, actually the the story's kind of dovetail. It's funny. So <laughs> when I was in high school working at the record store, mm-hmm. a gentleman called in and he said, "Y'all got the newest Meatloaf album?" Oh, actually, yes. I use a hillbilly voice, but I don't think it was uh, it was a hillbilly. It's a good voice, though. You. you can use it for any type of ignorant comment. I'll just use my normal voice. He okay. asked, "Do you have the newest Meatloaf CD?" Was this bad out of hell? Uh, no, at the time it was like a double live CD. Like he two, did enough songs to do a yeah. double XL. Well, no, I mean... Or is it just one song? It's 48 minutes long. Most of his long. songs were eight minutes. Yeah, <laughs> Rock so, Yeah, exactly. 
Um, my friend Scotto answered the phone actually and said, yeah, we got it. I just need to put a name on it. Uh-huh. And the guy said, just hold for swank. And he came in dressed very swanky, butterfly collar out to here, chest hair, taco meat hanging You're out kidding. of his chest. Yeah. So taco meat from the KFC, yeah, taco, taco Bell pizza combination. Hug. Yeah. So it could have been a pepperoni mix. Possibly. With- Oh my god. Mix with gold chain yeah. and Scotch Guard. And fried chicken. And fried chicken. <laughs> and so <laughs> and so my friend Scotto had written Hold for Swank on sure. the piece of tape that we stuck to the cover of the C V, right? Uh-huh. So my other friend who was working there, Nathan Sparks, so shout out to all these guys, mm. he had a friend who had gone out on a blind date with a girl named Amy mm-hmm. and and this guy apparently this genius wordsmith, as he meets this girl for the first time, stands up and says, Amy, I suggest and the girl's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, so my friend Sparks says. Blind date. Well, it was a blind date. It lasted only one date, right? Probably, I yeah. hope so, because that would be awful. Yeah, that's embarrassing. So my friend Sparks says, all right, I got two things for you, because he knew I kind of wrote songs at the time. Uh-huh. Hold for Swank and Amy, I suggest. One is a band name, one is a song title, Go. And I said, okay, cool. Well, And he told me the story about uh-huh. the Amy, I suggest. I said, okay, that's the song, so I guess Hold for Swank is the name of the band. Oh, wow. And since then, I picked up my bass player in college. So sure. Max, I met Max in college. Uh, he always wanted to play bass. He always wanted to he, – he said at the time, he was like, all I want to do is play one concert. Sure. And we played one concert on campus at the field house. And we had like 300 Beaver people. Field there. The Beaver House. The Beaver House. The Beaver House. Such a brothel. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> it was not a sorority. Um, <laughs> you can't air this podcast we now. We are airing Officially. Um, One take and that is it. Perfect. Uh, yeah, we played our gig there and he was like, okay, now all I want to do is play more shows. So Good. we just kind of had – we ended up with a rotating cast of drummers, people mm. we knew and – some people flaked and some people mm-hmm. just couldn't commit. And um, anyway, Max and I have been in this band since 2001. Mm-hmm. Um, we've put out two albums, uh, working on our third right now. We did a GoFundMe, and so we raised the money to record, press the new album. We're shooting for mid 2017 for a new album. Awesome. Um, uh, in total, there are 24 songs on the first two albums, and of those, uh-huh. 12 of them have been in the background of different TV shows like really? The Kardashians or The Real World. Really? So we'll send our CDs out to these music producers for sure. these TV shows because they, you know, if you listen to, if you watch the cable reality TV, which people shouldn't do because right. <laughs> it's rotten, um, you notice to each his or her own. True. There's new music about every. 15 to 30 seconds in the right. background. They Tension just need span. Right, yeah, exactly. The lemmings need to find something else to run after. Right. So an unsigned band like mine right. benefits from that because every 30 seconds they need a new cut or a new track. So, you know, we say, here, mm-hmm. here's our CD. Use what you want. You don't. And the, the general rule is the band doesn't get paid up front. They get royalties after the show sure. airs. Sure. So, I mean, we've made... You know, a very small four figures in the last ten years on royalties, but it's kind of okay. cool to hear your music in the background of a fight between Kim and Kanye. <laughs> I don't know. So, so let me. <laughs> this leads me into a question. Back to pro wrestling. Somehow, no, this leads, yeah, seriously. I don't uh, know why this so is the sleaziest. Your music, your music was in the back of which pro wrestling event? No. Um, <laughs> so, so normally I would do an '80s song lyric, but since you are a musician. I think we should do a duet. Oh, you are a singer. Okay, I am not. So <laughs> I have some whiskey here on my bar. If you need to take a I shot, I don't you. need any liquid courage. Gargle I with have Jack been Daniel. drinking liquid stupidity for forty plus years okay. now. Um, what 
80s song mm-hmm. could we do some of? Hmm. And by some, I mean not a lot. Sure. In case you were wanting to do the whole song, <laughs> yeah. that is not what I'm going The next for. three and a half minutes is devoted yes. to I Want a New Drug. Paradise by the Dashboard Boys. Did take all day? Us doing that is actually episode five of To Make a Long Story Short. Yeah, 5.1. Yeah, it's actually it's actually the next episode of an extra helping of management. Seriously. Manage this song, you knuckleheads. What's a good Huey Lewis song? Besides all of them, obviously. They're all good. All, he is second to Neil Diamond, the greatest singer song I ever. If it's um, not them, it's Journey. It's got to be a Huey Lewis song mm, or a Journey song. What do we know? Well, we did a Journey song lyric for Doctor Smothers <coughs> in episode one. That oh, that's right. demolished. I was going to suggest when the lights oh. go down in the city. Isn't that the Doobie Brothers? No, that's Journey. That's Journey. And the sun shines on the bay. Ooh, I want to be there. There you go. I just wanted to hear you in say my city. Cedar oh, Falls. Oh, 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 oh. All right, high fives. High yeah, fives buddy. Well I done. Like it. I like See, it. now, in the future, if you ever want to listen to this, you know that it's Hold for Swank, <laughs> starring Dr. Chris Kowalski Perfect. for 20 seconds of <laughs> awfulness. So, excellent, excellent. Boy, I've never sung with anybody before. I sang with my wife oh, yeah. at our wedding. Oh, I sang what did you sing? Uh, no, I sang privately while we oh. were dancing. I Did you sang, sing Private Eyes? Private by... Dancer with oh. Tina Turner. I'm sorry, that's way too private. We're moving along. Anyway, okay, so your favorite board game. Oh, yeah. I used to play a lot of Clue with my grandparents. Oh, my gosh. up. In the closet with, <laughs> with Caitlyn Jenner. I'm sorry, what was the, that's terrible. That's so bad. I can't oh believe I just God. said that. In, in the, I don't know, in the zoo with the panda. I have no in idea. In the kitchen. Yes, you could be in there. Colonel Mustard yes. could hit you over the head with the anvil. He, I think there was right. a giant. That was actually the economy size. Was there size. a little terrier toy? Or, that you was know, another a top one. hat and a shoe? They oh, should have, Monopoly. like, there should be a hybrid version of these games. Monopoly I think, Clue. I think you just invented something. Monopoly yes, Clue. Exactly. Like, to tell you about, you know, Don, Donald Trump's punch out exactly. with Nintendo. So we've got uh, what Professor Peacock on Park Place. <laughs> Professor know. Peacock on Park Place running people over with a Bentley. Goes down know. the chute and has to climb up the ladder <laughs> to get to Candyland. My nieces, by the way, are that's great. like the version of KFC, Taco Bell, and Pizza Hut for board games. <laughs> the Parker brothers are rolling in their graves right they now. They are They're ready to there. shoot us from somewhere. Our Ooh. nieces are really good at cheating at those like shoots and ladders, Candyland. Oh my gosh! Like my you have to terrible go, at it. You go left to right, not straight down. Like you don't go from one to ninety four that quick. I know. Well, my daughter, who's three, mm-hmm. she thinks that you can just go straight up the lat chute uh-huh. as well as down the chute yeah. because that's what she does at day school. Is she climbs up the ladder? Oh sure. And down the ladders, and she climbs up the chute and down the chute. So, imitates life, right? And so, <laughs> so, so I'm trying to figure out how to explain to my daughter that what she's doing at day school is not correct Mm -hmm. without um, hurting her creativity to try and win and shoot some liners. That's important. No, that makes sense. Um, I'm at the horns of a youth development dilemma. It's like Homer told Lisa on an episode of The Simpsons. Oh my gosh, we're almost there. Two wrongs make a right, Lisa. Two. (laughs) They do on occasion. Okay, 
Favorite vacation? Favorite vacation that I've been on. So our honeymoon was in Ocho Rios, Jamaica. Okaboji, Iowa? I literally, I'd never been outside of the U.S. Okay. okay. And again, you Not know. Not even Mexico or Canada. No, no. And you know, again, you know Carly through Camp Adventure. Yeah, you do. know all the world traveling that she has done. Yep, yep, yep. I have been, I've been to Dayton, Ohio. Give me a break. That is still the United States. It's, yeah, exactly. So, oh, uh, you would ask me earlier, too, about the band. I mean, we. Yeah, so, oh, yeah, yeah. What was the best show you've ever played? Uh, we played a show. So we went down to Austin, Texas oh. during South by Southwest. Oh. Now, the thing is, we played an unofficial showcase so it wasn't affiliated so just playing by your guys selves in the hotel we were room? busking on the street corner right okay. now okay. we were it was a showcase but not affiliated with south by southwest uh-huh. but during the week on sixth street in austin all of okay. those things yeah, yeah. and we had to park like eight blocks away from yeah. the venue but uh-huh. it turns out we didn't have to we didn't know where the parking was because sure. that town is a mess sure during sure. south by southwest so you played at south by south East. We played by South. It actually is more like a question mark. South by Southwest? Question mark? Yeah. Ding, ding. <laughs> so we parked a million miles away and we carry our stuff to the venue. Oh my gosh. And it's, I mean, that's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Drum sets and guitar amplifiers, yeah. microphones, exactly. roadies. So we get, we're carrying the roadies. Carrying the, the roadies. Piggyback lazy, rides. <laughs> lazy, freaking entitled roadies. Exactly. We get to the venue, we check in, we've got probably 10 minutes to finish setting up, which really doesn't take that long to sure. Sure, sure. We, but we had to play our gig at the given time, and we had a 45-minute set. Mm. And in, in lickety-split, we had our stuff set up, and we kicked out a 45-minute set. Nice. That was so awesome. Oh, and there great. Were, there, were, there was one person in the crowd. There were two people in the crowd. One guy who worked at the company who did our like TV and promotion stuff for sure, us. Sure, sure. Uh, there's a company in Minneapolis that will help you with sure. this like, producer, TV Hollywood producer stuff, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And he works for that company, and he's down there, and he sees us, and he comes up, and he sees us after our show and tells us it was great. And there was a woman who worked at the time at MTV who we had worked with in all this real mm. world stuff who saw us too. Sure, sure. Like these are two influential people for our band. Right. And we just played probably the best 45 minute set of our lives. Right. So that was just good, good luck on our part. Um, other than that, like that's the extent of my traveling. When I was a kid, we didn't sure. take vacations. I've never done Disney World. I've never done Six Flags or whatever. School was like, your vacation. Basically, right, yeah. Wow, Even then, like, I opted out of the D.C. trip because, it, to me, like, travel didn't appeal to Not me. I'd, ra- I'd rather watch pro wrestling at home. If you would watch pro wrestling. Who wouldn't? Good grief. Man, plenty of people would. So, <laughs> the fact that I went to Ocho Rios for my honeymoon was amazing. Did you get the uh, passport? We got the, I got a passport. Stamped. I did, yes. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and we've been back to Jamaica since. Clothing optional beaches? Big, uh, yeah, I think so. Depends did you visit? On, no, we didn't. No. We, we could have. I didn't want to cross the fence of the resort. Oh. On the other, I mean. Oh, there were, the hedonism we wanted, thing. We did the, we just did the sandals. Uh, but sandals. if I would have gone on the other side of the fence, I feel like I would have been hitting up for a lot of illicit things. Yeah. Hit, hit, hit up, hit up is what uh, I'm looking for. Yeah. I'm, my Dodger is coming out of me. Oh, I would have been hit up for some illicit up. things. Yeah, I'm just asking you a question. <laughs> I'd like to hit you up yes, for something. Exactly. So the if, junkyard dog. So if we, dog <laughs> is his official last name. <laughs> so if we go to iTunes. Yes. Can we find Hold for Swank? Hold Hold for Swank, H-O-L-D-F-O-R-S-W-A-N-K. You can find both of our albums I love on it. iTunes. Yeah. I love it. So, listening public, get off your fannies <laughs> and get you some Hold for Swank. It's That's pop rock. It's like Weezer, like Blink-182, Jimmy Eat the World, good stuff. Day. It's the good stuff it's from just the rock 90s. Yeah. I mean, it's the only decade that matters. Real guitars and real drums. Thank God the synthesizers <laughs> are gone from yeah. the human league. Okay, last question, and then we will move on Ooh. to the topic at hand. Yeah. 
an ethnic tradition associated with your family that most people may not know about that's affiliated with your heritage. Okay. I, and again, I knew you were going to ask this question. Yes. And I really had to think and I had to research. I, I, we Every have, Christmas we, you go to the Pizza Hut. <laughs> right, we, yeah. We go to Bonanza. my family does. Yeah. I go to Bonanza and watch people walk past the buffet and take pickles out with their fingers. Oh. Yeah, that's a true story. I just tasted my beer again. <laughs> um, okay, so I like I said, I had to do some research, and I'm still mm. not set on an actual like tradition and ethnic tradition. Well, what's your ethnicity? So okay, so I'm a quarter Irish. Uh-huh. So you know about the drinking and fighting, correct? I'm a quarter German. Okay, so you know about still the drinking, the drinking and, and fighting, and the fighting and the yelling. Yes, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fifty percent Norwegian. Okay, and then so that was twenty five, twenty five, and fifty. 50, which yes. makes 100, so there's no more. Okay, that's so I'm good. I'm done at that I got point, my which math. is good. Yeah, yeah. You don't have any more? <laughs> Not that I'm aware of, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, exactly. I'm 100. So what are the Norwegians known for? That's the thing. Like, I had to do a little bit Lutefisk? of Lutefisk. Lutefisk is, like, the thing. So the, the traditions that I found, uh-huh. okay, so my grandma and my grandpa on my dad's side are both Norwegian. Okay. And we get together for holidays all the time, but we didn't do anything particularly Norwegian. Uh-huh. The one, like, dessert that my grandma would make is called Kringla. And it's kind of like a, a more dense sugar cookie in a way. Okay. It's okay. kind of shaped like a, an Aunt Annie's pretzel. That you okay. Mall, sure, sure. But it's like more like a dense sugar cookie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Outside of that, I had to do some research. I am shocked at how many food-related Norwegian traditions there are. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of pork. A lot of pork. A lot of salted fish. A lot of salted fish. <laughs> the, the lutefisk. Tell people what lutefisk is. I don't know. You don't <laughs> That's know? The thing. Let I me don't share know anything about you. the 50% heritage that I carry uh, with 50% me. of the time, you're wrong 100% exactly. of the time. Exactly. Well, no, it's like okay. another Simpsons joke. When uh, Homer was betting on football, yes. and he thought it was the lock of the week, and the man picked up the gigantic lock and set it on the desk, and Homer said, ooh, that's a big lock. And he said, I'm right 52% of the time. So Homer made the bet. And when he lost, the man came back on TV and said, well, when you're right 52% of the right time, you're wrong 48% of the time. And Homer said, why didn't you tell me that in the first place? What did he put all of his stock in? I don't know. There was an episode, I think he put it in like pumpkins or something like that. Anyway, so Lutefisk. It wasn't sugar. No, he had sugar. He had sugar. But he had a sugar. He got it from a truck that yeah. spilled. Yeah. Um, so Lutefisk yeah. is... I'm glad you know this. I, I, I sort of remember it. So, you know, I've had a few beers, so we might be in a little bit of trouble here. Um, Ludafisk is rotten fish. So what happens is that traditionally it's cooked and then closed up. And they, so, so, it's been, so what happens traditionally is you dig a hole in the ground. You, you cook the fish. I've heard this. Yeah, You use foil or whatever. Back then they didn't obviously have foil, so they would use whatever they use. Uh-huh. And then once it's cooked to a certain degree, yeah. you douse the fire, close it up, and let it sit for X number of days to where it uh, ferments. Wait, does it start as rotten fish? No, no, it starts okay, as cooked fish. I thought it started as no, rotten no, no, fish, no, no, and then no, no, you no, cook no. rotten fish, and then let it fish sit. And make it even more rotten. And let it no. sit underground no, in the Dharma Project no. bunker for three no. more and days. And then what's-his-face, Matthew Fox shows up and takes it to... <laughs> With the fact Hurley. Hurley. Yeah, Hurley, there you go. <laughs> he eats it and that's why he's skinny now. Um, no, it's fermented fish. Mm-hmm. So it, okay. you, know, you really gotta have an acquired taste. Uh, Dr. Cornish, who was on episode two, mm-hmm. is Swedish. And okay. so 
She was sharing a little bit about her Swedish uh, foods with me outside There's of... Swedish fish. There's I've Swedish fish. That's, that's not, actually a gummy bear-like <laughs> that's thing. That's not a thing in it's there. It's not even her. Swedish okay. or a fish. Sorry it is a fish that. only by looks. I'm sorry, Dr. Cornish. No, but there are some unique uh, uh, foods that come from the Scandinavian region of yeah. the world. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that you only have like 15 minutes of sunlight every day. So if you're going to try and have like a brisket out there, you got to grill it and boom, right. The extent, I think the extent of the rest of my Norwegian heritage that I'm aware of all comes from uh, Rose, a.k.a. Betty White sure. on uh, Golden Girls. Yeah, Literally, yeah. I, I can't tell you. Or the Vikings else. show on TV right sure, now. Sure, right. Do you watch that? I've, I've seen it. Yeah. They have Norwegians on there. And that's, I mean, so... I'm kind I, of embarrassed. Like, you should be embarrassed. Given me, There's a lot of other things to be embarrassed about that you've already talked about. You've given me four, five, five episodes now. Five episodes of practice. For this is fifth, and I, and I should have had something. <laughs> we will let it go. Okay. Because of the next, because of oh, our topic. Okay, so all things Simpsons. So this spans. So let's kind of give our listening public an idea of which era. Mm-hmm. Uh, years we will talk about okay. because you and I have chatted. We we have bought, we're brosifs on this <laughs> idea of Simpsons, and we are big believers that the early to middle years are probably the most fruitful episodes. Absolutely, would you say so? I would say so. So for some of the best that, writing, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, the series started in I want it was December of '89, I believe, because yeah. one of the early episodes was. Homer needed a Christmas present, and yep. he got the Greyhound from the track, yep. or the knockoff Greyhound. Yep. You know, and yep. that was a Christmas present. Yep. And it is it, they have signed their contracts to extend this show into season thirty. Yeah. So two years. So I think this last season was twenty eight. Yep. And I am. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. I'm right there with you. I mean, one and two were. I mean, you kind of got to set the table yeah, with those first yeah. two. The 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 di- the animation was kind of suspect, but uh-huh. that's where you are at that time. Right. Homer's a little bit angrier. Uh, you know. Harder to do that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. There was a strange couple years there early on. Three. Okay. So I feel like there was a drastic drop off at ten. Uh huh. And I've heard from others that there's another little like pocket of two or three years. In the mm. teens, they're mm-hmm. good, but I did just haven't really followed it for a long time. Like I probably should have. I mm-hmm. feel like that era of like from seasons three to eight mm-hmm. is a real sweet spot for them. I think I think you're right. I mean, now Conan O'Brien oh, was yeah. a writer on the show, and I think during that time frame, yeah, he was. Now, he was. I think for like between uh, three years, maybe. Yeah, I want to say like yeah. seasons three, four, five into six because yeah. he was really starting to ramp up into the Conan O'Brien show at that right. time. Right, and then he started doing his own thing uh, outside of animated uh, sitcom right. or animated television shows. So let me ask you this: Do you know what television show The Simpsons premiered on I, the very first episode? I do know it was the Tracy Ullman show on That's Fox, nice. and sadly, I don't just know that because it's. You a watched bit of history. The Tracy I watched the Tracy Ullman show you? when I was seven years old. Oh, my. I talked what to my were dad. You watching it, seven? I talked to my dad about this the other day. I said, "Why did I watch the TV that I watched?" And he yeah. is kind of a counterculture guy himself. He sure. graduated in 1968. He sure. was in Vietnam for 14 months mm. during the war. Mm-hmm. He was a big George Carlin guy, mm-hmm. big Red Fox guy, mm-hmm. big Richard Pryor guy, Red and that Fox. Yeah, and that translated into Please, give him my <laughs> <laughs> That translated into. Um, 
Tracy Ullman and Married with Children and all the, and the Simpsons and all the things that were on Fox at the time and other TV mm. shows. And they just thought that I, they must have thought that I could just kind of make up my own mind at that time. Like, eh, if he watches it, he watches Except it. Well, he's yeah. fine. He exactly. Just give the keys to the car and go res- grab some cigarettes. Responsible Fort Dodge parents. Once That's again. the Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched the Tracy Ullman show and it was hilarious. And uh, Julie Kavner, who's Marge, uh-huh. and Dan Castellaneta, who's uh-huh. Homer, were both uh-huh. cast members on that show. Uh-huh. And then they brought in others to do the other voices. Hank and Azaria. The, and Harry Shearer from yep. the old Christopher Guest movies, like Spinal yep. Tap and whatnot. Yeah. Yep. How? Yeah. I didn't know. That's interesting that you were able to watch that at 7. I yeah. was not able to. My parents actually cared. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> okay, so let's do this. Let's talk about some things that you, that you find intriguing about the show. So, your favorite character... Of all time. Of all time, including the nuclear family. Including the nuclear family. Okay, can I give two answers? Because You the, you may be able to. Okay. Um, well, because Homer, yeah. especially after he got over the hump of just yeah, being an angry dad. It evolved from Bart being the focal point yeah. to Homer almost being the focal point. Exactly. Which is awesome, by yeah. the way. He's just so... F- he's, he's funny... He's angry, but in a sympathetic way. Yeah. I mean, you feel. I yeah. feel like you feel more for Homer than you feel for anybody else in that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the poor guy. He just chooses all the wrong things, and he ends <laughs> up in the situations. And the guy has terrible in-laws. And <laughs> he's got a job that sucks. You know, there was a great episode where he, you know, it was about how he was, why he ended up working at the nuclear plant. Yeah. And it ended up on the end of the episode. It was kind of a very poignant it was, thing. It's the uh, when and baby makes three episode yes. when Maggie was born. Yes, yeah. and he put all the pictures because there was a sign that over his desk that said something along the lines of "You will be here forever." You're, you're stuck here. What did it say exactly? You're, you're something forever. Yeah. yeah, and mm-hmm. so he moved all the pictures. So he hung pictures of Maggie so that it said "Do it for her." You know what the sign said? I think it said, like, don't forget you're here forever. Yes. Something like that. Because yes. the do and don't. Yes. He covered up the an apostrophe, yes. so it said do. Yes. And then there was a do yes. it for her. Yeah, yep. exactly. And so, you know, he's, like you said, he's he's funny. He makes dumb decisions, but you feel for him on he a mean, regular he basis. He means well in the end. Yeah. He completely means well. Yeah. He's a great character. I literally would have to almost name off every character before sure. I've settled on another great character because... Mr. Burns is so awesome. He's just put so together a Mount Rushmore. Oh Give my me god! Four heads. Four heads of, some, Ho- of, of Homer. Top Simpson character Homer. Okay, for sure. I'm going to put Mr. Burns on there as well. Smithers. because he's you got to have that foil, and he's love, so evil. Love. He's, he post haste. Put the petrol in the auto gyro. All the old things he says. <laughs> this old. Oh, I'm enjoying this iced cream Smithers. You know. <laughs> So awesome. Um, okay, I've got to think. Literally, I have to think out loud. So I'm writing these down so you don't duplicate okay. any, okay. and then you have two heads that are I have the same. Two more, yeah. Exactly. Okay. So, so you have Homer, I'm Homer, Burns. And Mr. Burns for sure. Okay, so again, can let you me have think out women loud. on there? Sure, absolutely. Okay. Okay. But let me think out loud about this for a second because right. you think out loud. Crusty is so good. Oh, Crusty uh, is gotta, really good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, let me tell you one of my favorite Crusty things. I might put this over the top. You remember when Lisa? Did her? They had the Malibu Stacy dolls that talked. Yes, and you pull the string, and it said, uh, "Don't ask me, I'm just a girl." Yes, or whatever. And Lisa was offended Completely by this. Completely inappropriate. Totally sexist. So Lisa wanted to create her Lisa Lionheart doll, and it was a talking yes. doll. So she went to the studio, and she's reading off the cards, and she's like, "When I grow up, I'm going to be the whatever." And like, she's taken forever and can't hit the line. So they're making a talking crusty doll at the same time. And he walks into the studio and he's just like, hey, kids, <laughs> you know, and he's just running through his lines. And then at the end, he turns and looks at Lisa and says, 
Learn from a pro, kid. And as he's walking out the door, the guy is still putting the reel on the machine, hasn't even started recording him yet. You do a great Krusty. Now, Krusty was based on Jackie Mason, yeah, is that right? Yes, oh, he was, my yes. Gosh. Oh, my God, these great <laughs> old comedians. Yeah, The exactly. smoking, the, oh, my God. <laughs> I might actually have to put Krusty on Okay, it. so you got Krusty And, and here's there. another great episode, too. When Homer goes to clown college, he wants to become another yes. Krusty. Yes. And they're in class, and, and Krusty is talking about all these funny names of towns. And he's got these signs. He's, like, holding up in front of the class, so the 20 students sure, are sitting in front sure. of him. And he's holding up signs that say, Walla Walla, Keokuk. <laughs> Keokuk is one of the... One of the uh, Best best towns. It's so funny. <laughs> and Homer, of course, is dying laughing. He loves it. And did he end up getting his clown college he degree? Up, he got his clown college degree, and he also he. What happened was at the very end, uh, the mob, like uh, there was some affiliation with the mob, That's right? Right. So then Don, whatever they call him, it wasn't Don Flamingo. No, what is his name? Yeah, uh. it was Don something. The really old mob leader. Oh, I thought like, you're talking about. Uh... Uh, no, I know who you're thinking of. The guy Joe, Joe, Joe Montaigne's character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not him. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Okay, the so super the, old mob yes, leader, the original gangster. Exactly. Uh-huh. He's like he's holding, you know, he's holding both crusties at gunpoint mm-hmm. and decides that if they entertain him, that he will let them that's go. Right. So they both ride the little tiny bicycle that's through the loop de loop together. That's, and that's right. How, yeah. So oh my that also gosh. St- that also uh, brought the uh, the reference where Homer Homer skydived into the new crusty got version. stuck in the bike. Yeah, they did. And his pants came off. Yes, exactly. And the bell went off and they landed (laughs) in the glass of water. It was great. Homer skydived into the new, uh, or skydove, I don't know, into the new. Skydove? Divide. Skydived? Anyway, they might have done that. Into the new Krusty Burger for the grand opening. Uh huh. And the hamburger, the fake hamburglar, comes by and Homer beats him up. He's just beating him to a bloody pulp, and the little kid in the crowd is like, Stop! Stop! He's already dead! <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, my God. Okay, so okay. you gotta go, you gotta come up with a fourth. So you got Homer Burns Krusty. Okay, so I, I, it's almost gotta be Chief Wiggum. Oh, you're a Wiggum fan. I'm huh? a huge Wiggum. Yeah, huh? yeah exactly. Wiggum binds. That old, yeah. Break them away, toys. <laughs> What'd you say, Chief? Like, no, wait. This whole thing was it was a Sideshow Bob episode, and they go to arrest him. And, uh, and breaks. breaks. <laughs> so funny. Sideshow Bob is like a obviously oh. only being on like one oh. episode every other season. He's got to be it. a close number Love five, it. actually. Love it. And when they arrest him, Bart says, take him away, boys. <laughs> and Wiggum's like, Hey, I'm the chief. <laughs> I'll give the orders. Bake them away, toys. Uh, what'd you say, chief? I know. He's Do what too, the kid says. <laughs> he's too excited. Uh, uh, could you run the movie again, chief? Oh, my chief? God. They're so funny. So you got Wiggum, Homer, Burns, and Krusty. Yes. Okay, there so my Mount Rushmore includes Homer, mm-hmm. Burns, mm-hmm. so I agree with you on those two. I would probably have to add... Principal Skinner. Skinner is great. Arm- or Armin, 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 Armin Tamzarian. Armin Tamzarian, thank you. That's so, it. you know, I love the whole uh, straight-laced principal, mm-hmm. yet he's still fooled all the time. Oh, you know, real quick, oh my god, when the when Super Nintendo Chalmers comes around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> by the way, Ralph Wiggum's great too, but he's such an easy answer. Super, yeah. Superintendent Chalmers comes by and uh, he, he goes to fire Skinner after some mishap. Yeah. And he says, you're fired. Did you call me a liar? <laughs> no, I said you're fired. <laughs> oh, that's much worse. <laughs> Super Nintendo Chalmers. <laughs> okay, so I'd probably go, that Skinner, is great. Yeah. Principal Skinner, Homer, 
Burns. Ooh, Gosh, and I'm kind of stuck. I can't wait to hear this is going to be. Ooh, I, I'm a huge fan. I, I have a. T- it's like a three way tie mm-hmm. between like. Uh, I like Mo. Mo's great. Mo's yeah. great. Kid, kid. What was his name? Kid Presentable. Kid Presentable. <laughs> I'm also a huge days. fan of uh, Apu Amisa Papapadalon. Yes, I were I too. I root for the Nymets. Nymets. Yeah, this is another um, lending library. <laughs> I would probably say, Golly Martin. I'm gonna probably go with, I, but Krusty's a good one. Krusty's great. Who did? Oh, who did you say a second ago? You, you. Uh, I'll have to remember another. Oh, I have another one that's not. Ew. Oh man! I like Smithers. I'll probably go with no. You know what? I'm going to go with Apu. Smithers. My, I love the way you turn me on. Uh, the screensaver on Smithers' computer. The naked flies in the window. <laughs> naked. Yeah. Oh my God! I uh, probably get it since mine is supposed to be since as a representative of a public university that teaches to a diverse student population. Mm-hmm. I will probably go with Apu, Principal Skinner, Homer Burns, and Apu. So, okay, if, okay, two things. I don't want to forget this, which I'm about to forget. Apu, he's about pedal on. Exactly. When he um, buys illegal fireworks. Troy McClure is who I was thinking. Oh, I, gosh, I mean, he's, Troy. Or how about. And, and the thing uh, is, here's the, here's the kind of sweet spot about name? him is that he had. Rainier Wolfcastle. Rainier Wolfcastle is great. Yeah. Ice to see you. Yeah. Hasta oh, oh, no, that, that was a. Bar- oh, no. Where is radio? Uh, where is Fallout Boy? Where's Fallout Boy, yeah. The goggles, they do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Troy McClure is in that great time period, and unfortunately, oh, yeah. because Phil Hartman's Phil wife killed him yeah. and killed herself, yeah, he couldn't yeah. be you know, on the show, obviously, yeah. past a certain year. But those Troy McClure, God, dial, dial M for murderousness. Oh. Groove, Gladys the Groovy Mule. I'm forgetting all of his movies. There God, was, they're so funny. There was, you know, Troy McClure was great. And that you're right, it's that time frame when... The writing was really crisp and edgy, and yes. there was political jokes. I love the episode where Homer walks in to buy illegal fireworks. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he goes to Apu, <laughs> and he says, I'd like, can give me a bottle of old Harper, disposable enema, <laughs> beef jerky, six-pack of beer, some illegal fireworks. Yes. And then he says something else, and Apu's, or it's not Apu, though, it's it's Apu's cousin, because oh, right. they're at a beach resort. Right. He's like, that'll be fifteen fifty-five. Please follow me. And the guy <laughs> nice. leaves. And it's the whole genre. I love the episode with the octuplets. The octuplets is when great. They, and he's like, oh, Jesus, Smokey, Smokey and the Bandit. I've got eight babies. You know, so he's freaking out. Yes. There's another great Apu um, line, too. And it's actually the um, it's the episode where Burns finds his old teddy bear, Bobo. Yes. And, uh, and, and, and at the, the end, bear, it becomes a robot. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. And, the, and the bear shows up in the uh, ice uh, um, yes, the ice block. The ice block, yeah. Uh-huh. And, and the way that they're getting the ice is uh. the guys in the Arctic chipping away at the ice on yep. the edge of the thing, right? So this bear has gone through, uh, you know, 50 years of traveling the earth after being thrown in a gutter. Right, Into right. a river, into right. a lake, into the ocean. And these guys are chipping away at ice and it ends up in a bag of ice at Apu's store. Yep. And the guy, the delivery guy was like, we lost a couple more men out there. And Apu goes, if you know a better way to make ice, I'd like to hear it. And the guy is like, well, you got me. <laughs> yeah. And then that's, I think, Homer buys the bag and takes it yes. home or something and, along that and line. And Maggie gets the bear. And, and then there's a fight and Burns loses the fight because he can't beat a baby. And the paparazzi comes over the hedge to take a picture of him. <laughs> Damn you, paparazzi. You can't take candy from a baby. <laughs> yeah. And I think I think that's actually where the reporter goes, what a scoop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's got the little piece of paper hanging <laughs> out of his hat. Pass. 
Oh, well, that's, that's a great a, question, man. The, you have the, a pretty good Mount Rushmore going on there. I like that. I like oh, the choices. Can I tell you one more thing? This go whole, for it, man. for Swank, Simpsons, go uh, for Dovetail, is that yes. both of our album titles are references from The Simpsons. Fire away. <clears throat> so there was an episode where Lisa had a new robot named Linguo, and she said it'll correct your English. And Homer is holding the robot, and, uh-huh. and he says, me like beer. And the robot says, I like beer. You do. And he pours a beer on the robot, and it shorts out. And Lisa runs away crying, yelling, this is why we can't have nice things. Yes. Which is the name of our first album. Yes, yes. Okay, so there's an episode where Brad Goodman, the self-help guy, came to town. Yes. <clears throat> and on his infomercial, is hosted by, I'm Troy McClure. No. You might remember me from such self-help infomercials as Smoke Yourself Thin and Get Confident, Stupid. We named our second album Get Confident, Stupid. (laughs) So, again, listening public, if you go to iTunes, go to Hold for Swank. This is why we can't have nice things and get get confident, stupid. Great albums, by the way. And it is good music, so make sure you're listening. All right, second second question. This is going to be an interesting one for you. Yes. Give us your best... Simpsons character mm-hmm. impersonation. Oh, man. Okay. So let's see. I, I, if I could think of another good crusty, does it have to be the family or anybody? It can be anybody that you feel you do a great impression oh, man. of. So, I mean, I do a decent crusty, and sometimes on a good night I can do a good Burns, too. <clears throat> well, what's something crusty would say besides the, the walla walla? He always says things like, you got to follow what's going on, kid. Yeah. You got to oh, do yeah, something. Yeah. You got to pay attention. Kid. Oh, my God. You know, actually, you know what? My two favorite impressions to do are just kind of off the cuff. Um, there's the, there's like, they're both secondary characters. One's a real secondary okay. character. He only just kind of shows up occasionally. Who's that? He was a stagehand for uh, the, the station that does the local news and the Krusty show. Oh, so, sure. So Bart got his job on Krusty's show, uh-huh. and Krusty really wanted Kent Brockman's Danish. Uh-huh. So, in order to distract the stagehand... I am Ken Brockman. I'm Ken Brockman, yeah. I've been to Iraq, Afghanistan, and whatever else, and I can say without hyperbole, this is a thousand times worse than all three combined. He was at Camp Krusty. See, that's a good impression. That's all right. That's that was okay. the Lord of the Flies episode, that was, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That was so funny. Um, so, so <laughs> Bart is trying to uh, distract the stagehand so he can go over to Brockman's desk and get the Danish. And so he comes... Bart just casually comes walking by laughing. <laughs> and the guy goes... What's so funny, boyo? Oh, yes. <laughs> that guy. Yes. And, and, and then, he shows up like once every other year. Yeah, basically, yeah. So, yeah. Bart, so the Bart says, oh, somebody wrote a body limerick on the men's room wall, but it's pretty lowbrow. And the guy goes, I'm quite lowbrow. And he takes off to go look at it. So I'll throw that in there every once in a while. Or when uh, Homer, um, he orders a beer at like a baseball game or something. And okay. then later he's at the, uh, they do that film festival. Yes. And he's at the film festival, and somebody, they made a, a short film about beer, and oh, it was Barney's, Barney's like film noir. Oh, yeah, where he's drinking. passed out in the gutter. Yes, and Homer's like crying. He's like, yeah. I'll never drink again. Because that lost to football in the groin. That's right. Oh, my groin. <laughs> <laughs> With, uh, who's the, Telly Savalas? Telly Savalas. Yeah, 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 that's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or was it, yeah, it was him. Yeah, I was thinking I think it was Ernest Borgnine. Ernest Borgnine was in the pocket knife episode. Yes, that's yeah. right. Um, no, no, it's George C. Scott. Yes, that's right. That's who gets that's hit in the football yes. in the groin. Oh, my groin. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Homer sees the movie at the film festival about Barney not wanting to drink. And Homer starts crying. He's like, I'll never drink again. Right. The same beer cart guy walked by in the dark movie theater yeah. at the film festival. <laughs> beer here. And Homer says, I'll take 10. <laughs> and the way Marge is like, 
Marge's response is, why do you follow my husband around? He says, lady, he's putting my kids through college. <laughs> so is that the same guy who probably is the stagehand? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yes, I think he just has multiple jobs. <laughs> he's also, uh, there's also another uh, totally secondary character. It's the teenager that always, he, <laughs> he's, he's opening oh, the gosh. He's the one who gets his hand in the in the grease because he's it go? Uh, he's trying to pull the How thing. Does he out. Say it? He's trying to pull the thing out because he drops. He's going to lose. You his... got to take turn the grease off before you put the. Yeah. What, does he say? what does he say? The one I'm thinking of is he's going to. They're going to take the money out of his salary to cover the taco yes. that he dropped in the grease. Yes. And he says, "If I had a girlfriend, she'd kill me." <laughs> yeah, but he's he's like a more crackly. Yeah. Why had a girlfriend? She kill. Oh, I, wa- I wanted to name an album if I had a girlfriend she'd kill me but I think that Harley would, be, would kill me if I did that that's true because then you're referencing that you have a girlfriend right. you're exactly. married, married. That, would be, that would be a bad bad it'd be movie. adultery and sacrilege so, so the other one is the other so, one is yeah. uh, Milhouse's dad Kirk Van Houten oh yes when Kirk and his wife I can't remember the wife's name now get divorced Tracy? maybe I don't remember no that's someone <clears> you're thinking of Kirk you're thinking of Kirk Cameron and Tracy Gold from Growing Pains yes. Rest in Peace Alan Thick. yes no oh, I can't remember what Kirk's ex-wife's name is but when they get divorced and he moves into his bachelor pad, and he's got in a, quotation marks, right? And yeah. he's got a race car bed. Oh, that's right. That's and Hol- right. Homer's over there, and, and Kirk Van Houten says, oh, "I sleep in a race car bed. I bet you don't sleep in a race car bed." And Homer says, "No, I sleep in a real bed with my wife." <laughs> that's a great impression Thank of you. Van Houten. That's probably that is my awesome, best one. Yeah, thanks. Gosh, I. I love uh, I love the side characters. Oh, yeah. We got Smithers, Mr. Burns. Yeah, I don't know if they want to hire. That's Homer yeah. Simpson from Sector Seven G. Simpson. Who's that Spitfire Smithers? Just, and he never remembers his name except for never. one episode, and there's an entire episode dedicated to Homer. Getting so frustrated that he needs to remember his name. He's going to yes, kill him. Exactly. Oh, my god! Not gosh. to ruin the season finale and season premiere two-part episode of Who Shot Mr. Burns. But which is a great... Which yeah. is a takeoff of which television show? Uh, Dallas. Who right. Shot JR. That's right. It was all a dream. Spoiler alert. That uh, Wait, the Simpsons one was? Or no, the, the Dallas one Because then the Simpsons one, who did shoot Mr. Burns? It ended up being uh, Maggie. Maggie, it's like stealing candy from a baby. That's right. Okay, so the craziest last question regarding all things Simpsons. My gosh, this has been the best topic. No, I shouldn't say that because now the other four episodes people oh, feel like you'll crap. See, Anthony Smothers will never do the show this again. This has been, he sure will. He loves the show. And I love having him on there. Good. Um, this has been the best podcast this week. So, uh, if you had to say the craziest episode that you can recall, yeah. what would it be? So there are, f- and why? Okay, so there are a couple. So again, the seasons three through eight are fantastic. I'm writing mine down. You cannot okay. cheat. Okay, I won't even look at your paper while you write this down. Yeah. Season eight has so many crazy episodes. Yeah. In my what I would consider to be just like totally off the wall. One, and I'll name two of them specifically. One of them is Hurricane Nettie. Yeah. The hurricane comes through Springfield, and the only thing that gets destroyed is the Flanders house. Yep. And the and the rest of the town try to, tries to band together and rebuild his house and totally screws it up. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and to the point where uh, the kids, Rod and Todd. Yeah, yeah. Rod and Todd tell Bart. Bart put up a Krusty the Clown poster. Uh-huh. And they say, our dad doesn't want us to have Krusty in the house. And they try to take the poster off, and Bart says, I wouldn't do that. That's a load-bearing poster. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, that's a good line. That's yes. a good line. The Kindly Ho Neighborina. Oh my god. The 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 third Hold for Swank album is going to be a reference from that episode. Uh-huh. Where after all the trials and tribulations that Ned has gone through, he's in church and it's in the middle of the night and he's sitting at the front and he's gone through the the you know, whatever, he's praying to God and he says I don't understand, Lord. I've done everything the Bible says, even the stuff that contradicts the other stuff. <laughs> we are calling our next album "The Stuff That Contradicts the Other oh, Stuff." Oh, that's a perfect, and that is that's actually a good impression of Flanders. Thank you. Also, yeah, I try. So now, side note: How did Flanders' wife die? Uh, she was hit by a tire at a race. Uh, right? Isn't that right? Or was that somebody else? Oh, somebody was at a right. NASCAR race and they were hit by a tire that flew off a car. Oh, no, no, it wasn't a tire. Was Nelson. it? A, that was a real person. It was a t-shirt gun, right, or a yes. hot dog cannon. She was one shot with a t-shirt. A t-shirt gun. cannon. Thank Fell you. off the bleachers. I'm thinking of a real person. Yes, we're going <laughs> to pretend dog. like that never happened or came out of your okay, mouth. Okay, good. Thank you. That was a that was a total mistake on my part. I so the other episode though. So. <laughs> Let's just gloss over that mistake. Yeah, moving along. Hurricane Nettie, where, by the way, when everyone's stocking up on food, they're getting things like hurricane chow, uh, wadded beef, corn nog. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, The other episode from that season that I think is awesome is um, You Only Move Twice, where Homer gets his new job at Globex. Yes. From Hank Scorpio, voiced by Albert Brooks, who is an awesome guest voice on that show. Yes. he gets the new job and they move. Yeah, they move to. Uh, I can't remember the name of the town where they move to, but anyway, um, just all the goofy stuff that Homer goes through as he's put in this uh, director or managerial position by this guy who's trying to overthrow the world and he's like killing off James Bond characters yeah, and everything. So Hank yeah, Scorpio is like this evil guy, but he's this magnanimous like you know you're just totally drawn to this guy, but he's an evil whatever. He's uh, what would be the equivalent in the James Bond movies now? Oh, I can't think of which Bond villain he would be most like. Well, he would be like the one in the newest one. What is the name of the... It's the, It's got the octopus... Uh, mm-hmm. I'm drawing a blank on the yeah, Bond stuff. I, I can talk about Simpsons all day. Exactly. So, but, you're, uh, so, so Hurricane Nettie and the Hank Scorpio. Hurricane Nettie and You Only Move Twice, where when he brings the when Hank Scorpio brings the welcome basket to the Simpsons' new house, uh-huh. <laughs> he gives Homer a pair of moccasins. <laughs> he's just He says, uh, you like him? Here, or what does he say? He's like, he's showing his moccasins. He's like, you like them? I got a pair for you. You don't like them? I'll get rid of him. He throws them out into the yard. He says, get the hell out of here. You ever see a guy say goodbye to his shoes? And Homer laughs and goes, yeah, once. <laughs> like, who says that? Who also is the same, the same guy who says, I'll t- I drink a whiskey drink. I drink a vodka drink. Yes. And if I have to pee, yeah. I use the kitchen sink. Yeah. It's a great, great yes. line on Chumbawamba. Yeah, actually another Homer going to the bathroom joke that I always reference, it, especially at work. Like if somebody else is using the urinal next to mine, uh-huh. um, when Homer is at Burns' house negotiating the lawsuit after Burns hits Bart with his car. Yeah. He has to go yes. to the bathroom so bad, and in his mind he says, Oh, why'd I have all that beer and coffee and watermelon? <laughs> <laughs> he's so ridiculous yes, he's he a, is. I always think of the episode that when I think of him and Burns' interactions I always think of the oh, did, did you have the dogs or the bees or the dogs the dog shoot bees, bees out of them shoot bees fucking yeah, the, yeah exactly the dogs are when they bark they shoot bees out of their mouths <laughs> so those are your two huh? those are my two I, I want to hear yours for mine, sure mine uh oh. mine I wrote them down you wrote actually. them down let's hear them I always love when the writers of The Simpsons take the show in, a, in an area where it's like hallucinations yes. or drug references 
Not because I do drugs regularly. No. Or at all. That right. came out wrong. Um, <laughs> but the fact that they just can go in such a crazy tangent. I love the Johnny Cash. Yes. The, well, first off, it starts with him putting candle wax in his mouth <laughs> so that he can eat the super hot chili pepper. The yes. Guatemalan chili pepper, yes, whatever yes. it is. And then all of a sudden he starts having a vision quest. <laughs> and Johnny Cash plays the fox. Right. And is find, Willie Nelson a voice on that too? Your soul mate, Homer. <laughs> and so he's got to find. I don't remember if Willie. Nelson I want to say there's maybe. one other person from that era of like yeah, maybe. country. That, but then it all of a sudden ends up where they're he's living in a lighthouse because he's searching <laughs> for his soulmate while he's listening to "This Is the End" by by the end by the Doors. Yes. And then a boat runs aground that has hot pants in it. It's just the most ridiculous mess of a show episode I've ever seen. It's hilarious. Yes. I also love the episode where uh, he's introduced as Max Power. Oh, my God. And the name has, you mustn't touch. Yeah. And he has, <laughs> like, where'd you get that? Got it off a hairdryer. <laughs> and so he has this whole alter ego that's going on. It's so, I mean, it's just like, you got to be kidding me. How could this idiot be getting away with this? I know. This? Other than the lines Matt, about... Max Power, you're, oh my gosh, come yeah. on over here, Max. Other than the lines about how he got the name and, yeah. the, and the song that he sings is the name you want to touch, Max but you must not touch. Max Power. My other favorite line, I'm like 99% sure is from that episode, is when the guy invites him out to lunch. And he says, uh, you like Ty? And Homer says, I like Ty. You like shirt? Sure. Yeah, that is from that episode. Okay, so uh, a quick last question. Um, who is the character on the show that you liked the least? Ooh, ouch. Man, I would get in trouble if I said Lisa. Mm. She's had some redeeming episodes and some redeeming qualities. Sure, the, sure. the vegetarian episode was great. Yeah. The Some, Mensa episode, the Mensa was episode was great. hilarious. Yes, it was. All the people in in Springfield that you would not expect <laughs> to be members. Of Mensa. Dr. Hibbert. Dr. Hibbert is so great. God, he's so funny. Uh, man. So, um, the Frankiac, by the way, which for people who don't know, there is a search engine out there now at Frankiac, F R I N K I A C. That if you search Hank Azaria, yeah, if you search for uh, a quote from The Simpsons, the idea is that the Frankiac will generate a screenshot from a, that scene of The Simpsons of the quote that you just typed in, and I think it might even superimpose the right quote at the bottom oh, wow. of the screenshot. We'll have to check that out. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> man, uh, I'm kind of struggling to think of anybody who annoys me more than Lisa, and that sounds really, really petty and really bad. But I don't know; she might be it. I think that's probably a good... I, I would say her... Bart can get kind of annoying yeah. at times, but I kind of just let him go. I think... Uh, I don't know if there's any characters that are really... You're kind of like... They're grating on you. Right. I kind of get irritated at random characters sometimes. Like the Barney... Barney's kind of funny, but not at times mm-hmm. for me. I love... I think that they've done a great job of, of crafting all the characters to where they each bring a piece to the pie. Yeah. Or they each bring a piece of the puzzle mm-hmm. to make the whole show incredibly good. Like, if, if they stood alone, yeah. or they had... And I think this is kind of what you saw. I'm glad that The Simpsons have never decided to do this, the writers, uh, Raining and his boys. Mm-hmm. They did it with Family Guy. 
mm-hmm. where they had the Cleveland show. Mm-hmm. And I and I and I'm not saying that the Simpsons and, and Family Guy are the same because they're not. Right. Which, by the way, I love the Family Guy episode where Homer's actually in it. Right. <laughs> time, I think it's a time travel one. It's yeah. so funny. <laughs> but I think that you know you probably have that pull. They could have probably created a show for like. Uh, the bar guys. Sure. Or they right. could have done something with Burns and Smithers. Right, right. Or they could have done, you know, they could have done a side show with I could see them doing a spin the Clown. I could see them doing like a Kent Brockman. Kent like, Brockman. Kind of like Hedda Wolfcast. Kind of like X-Men Origins movies. Sure, there the you go. The Origins of Krusty. Yeah, for know? sure. But I think that, I'm glad they didn't because I think that would dilute yes. the uniqueness of the show. That was the word keep I was it, looking for. Today. Keep it compact, keep everybody on set, use them periodically. I mean, even if it's Jebediah's group, the biggest in all of us. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> That's right. I forgot exactly. It biggins. No, it biggins. It biggins the spirit. Yeah. yeah. If I had to pick another character, Martin, the nerd, the little oh. nerd kid, He's like he prances around. Oh, he's one of those that like when you see him on the screen, like the geode that he brings the show and tell, behold! I know. Like, oh, what get off, get off on my screen, you little weirdo! <laughs> yeah. Or what's his other great. his other line is like something about putting a sprig of mint in your shoe and your <laughs> your tree will be a fresh step all day or something like no. I don't. I don't like the twins. The oh, two yeah. girl twins, but they don't really. Okay, care. here's my favorite thing that the twins did, though, and this might actually be my favorite quote from any episode. Really? The Lord of the Flies episode. Yes. Where after, once they've all been stranded for about a night and it's they're sitting around the campfire uh-huh. and somebody says, I'm so hungry I can eat a horse. And one of the twins goes, I'm so hungry I can eat Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> And then somebody, in the, as they're all like, oh, they're all muttering, and one of them goes, she is hungry. <laughs> it's the KFC Taco Bell, uh, Kentucky Fried, or no, no, yeah. KFC Taco Bell, and what's the P- other? Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut, yeah. there you go. I think that, uh, you know, last, either last winter or two winters ago, we had a terrible snowstorm here in Iowa, and all I could think of was the episode where Homer and Burns... <laughs> are trapped in the log cabin because yes. they've gone on one of those morale team building things. Yes. And it's such a great, they start to lose their minds. Yes. And they think the two of them and the objects are talking in the room. I often feel like that in our Iowa winters, like, God, we're snowed in. We're never getting yes. out. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully my wife doesn't look at me the way I'm sleeping. Oh, so. the, the, the snow, the Mr. Plow episode, by the way, oh. too. That's so great. Can you sing the Jenga Force? Uh, I'm Mr. Plow. That's my name. That, that name, name again is Mr. Plow. Plow. I used to be able to do the Linda Ronstadt Spanish version. Oh, <laughs> Senor Plow is. Oh, what was it? Senor Plow is. Come on, that's not it. I can't remember. Solamente and un Maracho or something like that. Who is the only Spanish speaking regular on the show? Oh, yeah, the, the bee. Bumblebee Man? Yeah, exactly. You got it. Yar! You know, it's actually, you know what it was? It was when Barney decided to be the Plow guy. Yeah. And he got Linda Ronstadt to sing his. Uh, uh, oh, jingle, jingle. Yeah. and then she and then she said as he's trying to leave or something go to a job he, she says something like well, I wrote it in Spanish too and it's like uh, Senor Plow un es macho solamente un camacho and Barney's looking out the door and just goes uh, yeah you do that <laughs> he just doesn't even care <laughs> oh my gosh well Mr. Nelson it Mr. Has been, Dr. Kowalski. It's been truly a pleasure, man. Same here, man. I, uh, I'm glad we got to spend a little time for those listening uh, people who enjoy The Simpsons. They'll appreciate it. I'm sure a walk down memory lane. For those kiddies that listen to the show mm-hmm. who don't watch The Simpsons, you need to get on there and see it. Um, well, here we are. 
closing 2016, moving on to 2017. I want to thank you for being on the show. Uh, wish you, well, I'm going to spend this evening with you, but wish you a good New Year's Eve tomorrow. All right. Be safe. Thank have you. a few beers at home. Stay at home. Don't get on the road. No. If you do, have a driver. And uh, other than that... It's, uh, it's the adventures of Larry Led- Ledfoot, or what's the other one? Oh, Alice's Adventures Through the Looking Glass. <laughs> That's what it was. Oh, and the decapitation of Larry Ledfoot. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine, okay. man. Uh, Well, that's all we got for now. Uh, Thanks for listening, folks, and we'll talk to you again soon.